When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. All right. Welcome in Garden Report. Bobby Manning in Philly. John Zan is here. Celtics drop game four. Uh, in a remarkable fashion, a game, Bobby, they both had no business winning and also somehow completely blew at the end. Uh, we're going to start at the end, just kind of walking through what kind of happened in those, in those final moments uh, and, and, and work our way back, I guess. Uh, this show is brought to you, as always, by FanDuel, our exclusive wagering partner. Get a no-sweat first bet up to 10,000 bonus bets when you make your first wager at fanduel.com slash Boston, make sure you sign up there. Uh, let's get into the game, Bobby. And I, the final sequence, I'm just I, – I, all the way through it, and I'm just curious your thoughts. One, the, di- the only thing you cannot do is leave an open shooter. You, you're, you concede the MB bucket. You don't even foul them. You just play straight up D, and you let them have it. Brown cheating off of him and leaving Harden open was a grievous error. That's number one. You accept the tie and you play double OT if you have to. you got tons of time on the clock to get a good shot. That was terrible. The no timeout and then running nothing resembling a play and not getting a shot off is disgraceful. You make fun of teams that that, that do stuff too like that. Slow. Too slow. Too slow in the, in the too, play too. You can't trust Joe's idea of trusting his players and letting them do it on their own doesn't work if they're going to get into it that slow. So if you're not going to call the timeout, you got to diagnose, we're not doing anything here and call that timeout. And they didn't do that. And they didn't get a shot off. I, I, I mean, they were about to steal a game. They had no business winning. They showed great heart, good determination, and absolutely did everything wrong in the last 30 seconds. I cannot believe it. I cannot believe it. Yeah, and they got bailed out by White doing the same thing, a player two earlier, midway through overtime, on off Harden. Now, if you want to do that off Tucker or off Ethan Harris or whoever else is out there for Philadelphia, Maxi, that's a good choice. They did it twice off Harden. And the situational awareness there by Brown, who was so good again tonight on both ends, uh, to double in the paint up two off Harden, wide open in the corner. I mean, Harden is a killer this year on catch-and-shoot threes. And they would give him a wide-open look in the right corner for the win. And that's tough after the game Brown had with the mindset of staying with Harden no matter what. Screens, 
up it's the floor, a, I mean, do you not court. look again? We're talking about people, and at a certain point, they're talking about you know, you know, the the IQ of the team and X, Y, and Z, and like that is just some dumb, dumb, dumb basketball. And I hate to pin it on Jalen, who's been outstanding, and also was taken out of the game by the Celtics uh, in the second half. In a, in That's why I bring strange... up White. He did the same thing a couple plays before. And he White did it, it too. But, you know, Jalen did it there at a time when situationally yeah. you could live with two. You knew you could live with two. You knew you could live with two and get the ball back. The only thing you can't live with is a, is a go-ahead three. You can't do it. You can't live with an and one. There's two things in your head there as a player. Don't foul. And don't give up the three. Don't leave a shooter. I it, Doing that is brain dead. Brain dead. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, just absolutely just 101 stuff. Yeah, and I, I like the last shot. As you said, you got to just get into it quicker. I don't like the last shot. Marcus there. Smart contested really? three. I mean, no, look, it wasn't a... I like the last shot in regulation, the Marcus three. Yeah. That was a good drive and kick on a wide open look. That game sitting there on a platter. I'll take that look at the end of the game. Absolutely. That last one was rushed. Marcus jacked it because he had to. That's not a that's not a high percentage look. So they didn't work for it. It just ended up in his again. hands. He he get yeah, it's so rushed because it's so late. He's and Harden gets it. out there kind of, but he doesn't have a hand up on Smart. No, no, so no, Tatum, but it's just it's late. It's already over at that point. Philly played the necessary defense at that part. By the time the ball gets out of Tatum's hands, the game is over. It's over. Yeah. They've yeah, already yeah. won the game, so it doesn't matter who contested Smart. That wasn't a shot you would actually get because it wasn't that that it didn't matter. Yeah. So and this goes back to something we've talked about for a long time on here in terms of the Celtics crunch time offense is how effectively the opposing team can get the ball in the smarts hands late. And he had it for numerous possessions down the stretch of this game and did a ton with it. The N one two threes late in the fourth quarter. You probably couldn't have asked for more from smart smart in those well. spots. Yeah. yeah. But that's it's just the, the notion that you can get the ball out of Tatum's hands in those, in those situations. And yeah, he got one to Horford too. The Horford rimmed out on. I, I don't hate the offense late besides waiting I on do, that Bobby. last play. It's a, Bobby, it's the same thing we talked about. You walk it up the court, you set a screen, you get it to J Jason, top of the key, and there's eight or nine seconds left on you the make clock it too to, easy to, to figure out what him. to do. Everybody yeah. sees it. Everybody knows what's coming. The double comes, and by the time it's out of his hands, whoever has it last – next has six seven seconds to figure out what to do so they either have to take something rushed and out of their comfort zone or drive and kick to somebody else who barely has enough time to catch and shoot they've been bailed out in those situations by making a couple but that's not the right offense there it's just yeah. and and you took you took we spent all this time last game bobby talking about how great it was getting the ball in brown's hands and how he was making things happen brown gives that quote to you post game saying uh saying, yeah, you know, I'm wasted standing out in the corner in three-point land. What happened the entire second half? Over there, Jalen, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. All half. Five shots in the second half, three in the fourth quarter and overtime, none in OT. I think he had two in the second quarter, too. He had a long last shot in the second quarter. Yeah, so his final numbers come out to, in comparison, the rest of the team, 24 uh, Tatum 16 for Brown and 
Tatum turned around a horrifying start well. You know, he finished with 24, 18, and 6, four blocks. I like the way he stayed in the game after one of the worst starts we've seen from him in the playoffs here. The passing late, again, if you want to invert the offense and put it in Brown's hands and have Tatum off the ball in those spots, I don't I want- think that's a bad idea at all. But in terms of what Tatum saw in front of him and what they did, I do think he made the right plays in those spots. Like, I'm not coming away from this one freaking out about the offense late, even though that uh, last possession kind of hurts. I want both things to happen. The point is, what are you trying not to be is predictable. So right. don't That's do the point. same thing every single time. Just run your offense. You don't just give it to one guy. You're, you're doing the thing where even if it worked sometimes this game, you're doing the thing that's been proven over time not to be a great thing, not to, not to be a great uh uh, strategy, which is let Tatum run the offense, let it run through him. It doesn't work. It has not worked. We've seen it for years now, Bobby. So I don't get doing it. And you're taking other people out of the game. You completely neutralized Jalen, who's been the best player in the series, completely neutralized him. Uh, you know, so I, I, I really don't understand uh, that thinking. I really don't understand the thinking. Uh, so again, bad execution on the last shot. Bad on Jalen, just a brain fart, or Joe not drilling it into them like, you know, don't, no threes, no threes, no threes. I, I mean, you really should know that. But, uh, you know, a- anything you mention is going to be, and, and, the, and the chat's lit up, and my, and my mentions are lit up with, uh, uh, you know, should Joe have called a timeout? So what's your take there? Yeah, you want to draw something up there especially if it's going to look as frenetic as it does there. You you have to think they didn't have anything in their pocket in that spot. At the same time, they didn't want to slow things down. Uh, so you ended up slowing it down anyway, so I don't think there's any downside to pulling the time out there. I'm going to say you should have. And just to throw these numbers at you, John, because of what ended up happening in this game, and these aren't updated, of course, with this game. This was after game one. Uh, but Boston Sports Info threw out those crunch time stats over the last two seasons for the Celtics. And what we're talking about, the way defenses get the ball out of Tatum and Brown's hand, too, uh, in these situations. And this is only going to be accentuated by what happened here tonight. Smart, 3 for 15. Horford, 4 for 11. Brown, 3 for 9. Tatum, 2 for 6. So Smart and Horford are taking this team's crunch time shots. And they're, they're open catch-and-shoot threes more often than not. But in these situations, you do want Brown and Tatum generating high-quality looks for themselves. And that's what's not working here. There's a lot of stuff that's not working for this team in crunch time. But that's one of them, is that these defenses can easily funnel the ball to Smart and Horford. And as you said, John, a lot of that is that it's predictable. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just it's hard to focus on anything else because you're just looking at the end of what was a winnable game. And it's not just those last couple possessions, that last sequence. You'll see the inability to get an offensive uh, board when you could have really locked one up. Uh, Horford had a three literally go down and out. Um, Just a couple of strange moments there. Uh, The Celtics, I would say, for everyone who sits there and complains all game long about officiating, Celtics got the benefit of what I thought was literally the same exact call that went the other way in game one with Smart and Maxi. I felt that he was shuffling at the last second and still leaning into it and just got there, if not a second late. And the same exact thing with Embiid 
fortunate that they got that one. And then Tatum with a blatant, blatant push off on that three on Maxi gets right, away with that one break. too. Huge, huge break. You look at the last two minute thing. I wonder what they're going to say about uh, all of that stuff. So Celtics the ref was get, standing right there too. Very strange. right in front, right there, and just let yeah. it go. And it was egregious, egregious. Um, so they got away with that, but they still had it in the bag, uh, and 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 really. And you want uh, to really put this away. Slide. You you want to go up 3-1 because more likely than not, of course, it's coming back here for a game six now. But you're probably looking at a seven-game series. The way this series has looked so far, you do have one blowout in game two. But game one, three, and four, highly contested. Doc had some comments at practice yesterday that I loved about uh, how he was telling Shake Milton, what's the, cl- the closest possible series for three games? What would the series be? And – course it's 2-1 so doc came into this game here sensing how close this this series has played out and it has been a pretty competitive tight series so far despite all the matchup advantages the celtics have here and how difficult this is for philly Embiid down the stretch wearing down they had to push him 40 minutes here horford got the best on him of them on some uh, key isolation plays late, couple blocks. He ends Horford with five. blocked him three times in the fourth quarter. So they yeah. they they started playing Embiid with just you know Al the Embiid stopper, and that was working. Just play him yeah. straight up. He's going to get his. You know, so tough you- to tough to squander that performance by Horford here. He had the driving dunk in the shimmy. We'd be we'd be already deep into our Horford conversation by this point if. Uh, the Celtics won this game. Instead, it's a it's another lost opportunity for this team. Not only you get out of this series quickly and wait for the <clears throat> Knicks and Heat to beat each other up, uh, but you're putting, I think at this point, your ability to win this series at risk. And I think we both look at this, Obviously, John, probably and say, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think we both look at this and still expect the Celtics to win this. Uh, but it's highly up in the air now. Embiid has hit his stride. Harden figured out. His offense again in this game after escaping from that brutal two-game low. Uh, and other guys made key plays late in this game too. Tucker's put back. Harris, I thought, had a few nice shots uh, through the flow of this game. And Maxie got comfortable at times too. The Sixers woke up here tonight, and you could have put them away by winning here. And to squander that with uh, some questionable crunch time execution again. Uh, this is the kind of stuff we talk about, John, that I think limits all of our faith in this team winning a championship. So well, this isn't yeah. a disaster here. I think Philly made some tough plays late, and the Celtics missed some good looks late in this game. This isn't one of these games, and we've certainly had these, John, where we're freaking out yeah. after a tough loss. But it is a big lost opportunity, I will say. Missed opportunity uh, for sure. Joe Sway, were you in on Joe? Yeah, yeah. Right, so let me let me guess. He got really no surprised when people asked about the time, timeout. Um, wait, what is that? Say that again? Let me guess. He got really defensive when people asked about the timeout. No, but very dismissive. You know, it's just not a big deal in his mind. Uh, he also talked about, well, he was also asked uh, the, the fact that Jalen didn't get many touches down the stretch. And he said that, look, it's the, it's the flow of the offense. He's not upset with the way uh, things went down. I asked him if he would change anything about uh, the offense in, in that fourth quarter or especially in that overtime period. And he said no. And that doesn't surprise me, John. That's just who he is. He's been saying this all year long. It's not about – making sure you get the ball to Tatum or Brown, you know, down the stretch. It's just about whoever's open and, and the best available shot. And what a, what a, the epitome of like the, the, the way that last play went down is so Joe Missoula for Marcus Smart to get that. The only difference is he wanted it to, to go by a little quicker, obviously wanted to get into that play quicker for him to have enough time to get that off, which obviously wasn't the case. So 
I mean, yeah. what, do you, what do you mean he wanted that? He didn't, it's not like, that just, that's just what they ended up with. You don't call timeout and you let him just kind of figure it out. That's just how it went. So that well, was Tatum. According to him, that's, just, that, that's the way the play was supposed to go down. But yeah, oh, I'm with you bull, too, John. Bullshit. I don't know. I don't bullshit. know if that's the case. If, to, if the defense reacts differently, Tatum's got options at that point. If there's a double, you pass to an open guy, and that's what happened. Yeah. He kicks it to Smart when help comes his way. So, no, give me a break, Joe. That's what you wanted to happen, have happened. I mean, that's what happened. The issue wasn't with, oh, the play wasn't executed. The issue was you. it was doomed from the get-go because you went too freaking slow. So when you see yeah. things unraveling, I'm not a call timeout every single time sort of guy because we've seen them coming off timeouts do the same thing. They'll just set it up to Tatum, stand at the top of the key, and they'll move slow also. So it's yeah. not like you're going to come up with some wizard play there. But go if you're going to trust your players hey, to do stuff late in games, the, the two most critical points, as we, as we said right off the top here, Josue, is – are you are you in trouble? No, 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 I'm good. I'm just on this guy. Sorry, go you go. The two most critical points were Jalen not recognizing the situation when he when he doubles Embiid and leaves Harden open. That was obviously a no, and I'm not sure if Joe was asked about that because that was a fl just a blatant error. Uh, on yeah, he part. wasn't. I wish someone asked him about it too. And, and you know, after these type of losses, he got in there quickly. You know, the room wasn't even packed. But, yeah, no one asked him about that. But that, that, that's a fair question, too. But, man, what a performance out of Al, though. Just the, how many times did he stop and beat at the rim? And you, you just – it's tough to, to see the Celtics waste this opportunity. Wasted. I saw this game going down to down the down the stretch, but I just had the feeling the Celtics, it was just everything was in their favor to win it. But between Tatum finding okay. his offense in the second half and him continuing to attack, man, I, I love that out of Tatum. Last year, I don't know if that happens. You know, maybe he settles for more three-pointers, but he never did that in this one. Never in that second half to find his offense. Yeah, it was tremendous. It's fine. I mean, I, I, there's no question he turned it around. And I think, you know, to his credit, he didn't, you know, they were getting, there was a lot of hand contact in the first half. Um, he wasn't, DJ, getting, for he, sure. wasn't, he wasn't getting calls. I think he was getting stripped clean a couple of those times. So there was nothing to complain about, but um, he didn't lose complete composure. He was just horrible and ineffective. You really don't want to ever see a first half like that. Totally redeemed himself in the second half. A lot of it started with defense, some key blocks, like you said, uh, you know, ton of rebounds. So obviously that was fine, and then he started to score a little bit, which was great. I mean, he got the first two buckets of the third quarter to get himself kind of, you know, back on track a little. Yeah, man. Like one of my favorite sequences is when he, he he knocks the ball loose, runs all the way down to the floor, and, and gets that bounce pass for Marcus. Man, like these guys were just connecting. You know, yeah. they were they're on the same page, and and they had all the momentum in their in their favor. Yeah. Not an effort game. They executed poorly. They right. didn't hit. They didn't hit what open looks they had. Defensively, Sixers figured some stuff out. Harden started taking advantage of the paint, uh, you know, and hit some of those shots that he wasn't taking uh, the last two games. Embiid looks like he's never missed a day, so he looks back to his normal self. Yeah, he's and, back, man. I mean, so, I don't know how long he could ride on, you know, how long that, that knee's going to sustain this, but back-to-back yeah, -back performances, man, it was huge. Yeah. Um, but, uh, again, I just – you know, the problem with Tatum in the second half that he had is everything ran through him and uh, and Jalen got taken out of the game. As we mentioned, five shots in the second half, um, three in uh, <laughs> three in the fourth quarter, zero in overtime. <coughs> can't have that. That can't happen. Why do you think that is? Is it 
does it really come down to that where, where it's just like, oh, well, Tatum's cooking, so, you know. When I, Tatum I runs the offense and screens come for him, he has to make all the reads, and Brown's job is to sit there in the corner. That's just what he does because the screens that are coming from him is either some is like Al or Marcus, um, and then he just goes, and that's just how the offense lays out when the ball's in his hands. If you let point guards run it, you know, and again, we, we've talked about this over the years, how rare it is for Tatum and Brown to screen for one another, which I don't understand why that doesn't happen a little bit more because you'd think worst case scenario is one gets freed up or one gets a switch in a matchup that is preferable. Right. So it is it is odd um, that that's the offense that they run, but that's what happened. Jalen just disappeared again a day after kind of saying, like, I'm useless just standing in the corner, you know, and I'm much better with the ball in my hands. And they took the ball out of his hands. I don't get that. Were you surprised that he didn't put Brogdon back into the game? I had a feeling he was going to like – A little, but they were going offense-defense there, and when they got the ball back, they kept him in on the defensive end, but yeah. I, I feel like he forgot to put him back in. You and know? I think he forgot. Yeah, I really do. And, you know, Derek White was just sort of like a ghost in, in some parts of this game where you he, he had a he had 12, but it just felt like Brogdon was really locked in, you know, especially in that second half. He picked up that foul. You could see he was kind of getting frustrated with himself because it seemed like he can't breathe on James Harden without picking a foul, but I don't know. I, I would have liked to see him end that, finish that game. You know, maybe it's him taking that last shot instead of Marcus, but yeah. It was just, man, this one really came down to the wire, and it was it's very similar to what Bobby and I were talking about when we previewed this game. How can the, how can the Sixers, how can Doc, rather, maximize James Harden to, to get what he did, to duplicate what he did in game one or anything close to that, while maximizing Joel Embiid? I, I wasn't I knew going into this one that he would be able to duplicate what he did in game three, but to, to, to take it another level, especially down the stretch, that's what they essentially needed. You know, yeah, other guys made big plays as well. Uh, what was it, Tucker making the big play down the stretch and just great defense overall to, to, to really, you know, it took a while for Tim to find his footing in this game. And you got to credit him for that. You know, well, he was being guarded by Tobias Harris in the first half a lot, which was crazy. He couldn't even. Get yeah, you know work. what? Yeah, that's true. He couldn't get yeah. to work on Tobias, which was, I mean, you know. I mean, I don't know if that was a sign of disrespect. Like, yeah, we don't even need to worry about him. But, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I mean, he was battling down low, too, and he was just missing a lot of layups. You know, it was 0 for 5. Just couldn't get those layups to go. But he didn't – He didn't. that didn't stop him from, from continuing to do the same thing, though, right? What do you have, 1 for 6 from 3? Uh, you look at the box score, especially in that halftime or going into midway through the third, you're expecting him to see – you expect to see, like, 0 for, like, 7 from behind the arc. But, no, man, he stayed with it, and – it's unfortunate that they were unable to, you know, they came up short here because this would have been a heck of a game to pull off. Yeah. Heck of a win. It would have been a heck of a win. Anything else coming out of Joe? Um, Just talking about the, the late game execution. I mean, that's really what he, I feel like everyone's going to uh, pinpoint, especially when you look at Jalen Brown barely in the mix, you know. Is that more of the Sixers' defense or is that just not – Joe Mazzulla calling that timeout. Maybe not specifically at that point for the final play, but at some point throughout those last couple of possessions, whereas it seemed like he just wanted to ride the wave and have his guys figure things out on the fly. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned uh, Joe talking about the execution and what was going on there. I'm going to play Joe here uh, on that. And um, here's – let me see if I can tee it up. Here's Joe Mazzulla about the late game execution and what he thought of it. Uh, give me one second right here now. Is there any regrets about the late game execution either in regulation or overtime yet? You know, regulation, two smart threes and then there's two free throws so Tatum and Brown didn't touch the ball and in overtime the, the last plays or anything you would change? No, it was great execution. 
You guys can't hear me, can you? Can you we hear can. me? We can. Can, can you, man? What's up, bro? Can't hear you. Let me. I'll be right back. Okay. Oh, he can't hear us. We can hear him. All right. I'll take Sherrod off. Um, I mean, it's Joe. I, you know. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Like you, you look at that overtime, the way things went down. This is. I don't think Joe would change it. I don't think he would change things. I think he just looks at it as, man, you know, we were that close, but that's the way I want these guys playing no matter what, you know? I mean, sure, but he's wrong. I mean, it's like, you know, you want the game in the, you want the, game in the hands of your best players. Yeah. You want to make sure, you, Especially and, at this level, man. And you want to make sure your players know what they're supposed to be doing. So, again, I'm sorry. It's not good at late game execution when you gave up that three. And then when you couldn't get into your offense, both of those things are objectively, objectively bad. They are. So there's no reason, uh, there's no reason there to pretend that it's not. Like Jalen made a bad mistake late at, uh, after Tatum's three. Tatum's three should have been the game winner or at least, you know, whatever. T- Jalen makes a very bad mistake and then they are extremely slow getting into their offense. Um, so that's not late, good late game execution. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, especially because in that moment, too, you can just take a deep breath, you know, maybe get a cup of water, just relax for a second and then go back into it. Whereas, you know, in the fourth quarter, I get it. Whereas the, the Philadelphia, the, the 76ers were on their heels and you don't want to you don't want to rock that. You know, you, you I, I didn't expect them to call a timeout. I'm like, you know what? That's probably good for the Celtics' chances. It's too bad that smart three didn't, didn't fall. Um Great execution, great play by Jason, but it almost seemed like, I don't know if you noticed this too, John, but it almost seemed like he saw someone there open, and then when he turned and he saw it was Marcus, he's just like, oh, like, you know, it was like, please make this, I have to make this play, but I really didn't know it was Marcus there, you know? It is too bad because he gets a second chance, and, and he gets it, he, he connects, but just, you could tell just from from the from the eye test that he didn't, he didn't get that off in time, you know? But, oh, yeah, it was very clear. I mean, you knew it yeah, as soon as it got to his hands. So. And Missoula um, said the same thing, too. He was asked, and he said, yeah, I knew. I knew right away. So, yeah. yeah you, know, you, want, you want to see things – you want to see these guys go into that faster? You call timeout, you know? I, I, I just can't – That's kind of what it comes back to. It, you can't – Yeah, can't be both. Right. It can't be both. I'm not saying the right move is to call a timeout, but you can't not call a timeout, then have it go that way right. and say you liked it. No, if they went a little bit faster, it was like, well, you couldn't tell them that because you didn't call timeout, Joe. Yeah. Did you? you know, it's like it's 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 what's what's the worst execution you could possibly have late in the game when you're down, not getting a shot off. It's literally yeah. the only thing you could do, yeah. the only thing you could do to to uh, that that guarantees failure. So nothing whatever, else mattered. No matter what you did to get to that point, it doesn't matter because you didn't get it the off. The two time. things that needed to happen. You yeah. couldn't give up a three the possession before, and you couldn't not get a shot off. It's both of them were epic failures. Yeah. Did they need a three? They didn't need a three, so that makes it even worse. In it's a like, very hey. objective way, there is no. It's not a matter of opinion. Both things were the worst thing you could do in no. each situation, and they both happened late in the game. So don't tell me the execution was good. Defensive execution was terrible. Switching no. off of Embiid because you give up that two, and you don't leave Harden in the corner. And the end of the game, you get a freaking shot off. No. Obje- uh, this is objectively horrible late-game execution, so I don't understand. And I'm not pinning the loss on Joe. I'm saying... The players out there didn't do it either. Like, 
you're out there, man. Like, it's not all on Joe to tell you do this, but it can't be both. He either takes a time out to make sure you know what the hell you're doing or you know what the hell you're doing. But right. they clearly they clearly <laughs> yeah. didn't because they made two grievous errors down the stretch. Right. So, I mean, I, I don't know where to go with that. I It's not about what Joe says and it's not his fault, but give me a break about the good execution. I mean, Ugh. you look at the guys that were out there too. Uh, I'm not saying that you, he should have subbed guys out, but look, 44 minutes for Brown, 47 for Tatum. Horford almost 40. I mean, besides White, everyone played around 40 or over. You know, they just needed a breather at that moment, you know. And I just, again, I'm not surprised that he didn't do it. But when you look back on it, it's one of those things where you're like, is he ever going to do that? Is he ever going to call a timeout in that moment or or the second to the last possession of a game, never mind the very last one, just to, just to rally his guys, just to give them a breather, especially in overtime. Again, that's the emphasis I'm, uh, I, I want to, you know, continue to, to, to make. In overtime, in those moments, in the playoffs, when the crowd's against you, and you have a chance to grab a 3-1 lead, it's just there's a lot on the table, a lot riding on that possession. Really good time to call a timeout just to regroup. I don't know. It's something he has to consider moving forward. He's not going to tell us, though, right, John? He's not going to say to the media, you know, when he does make the decision or if he ever does, but it's something that he really should consider. I mean, yeah, no, I hear you. It um, to be like a game where, like, I'm not saying this game could cost him a series, but what if it was one of those moments, right? What if, was, what if we're talking about a game five, a potential game five, which could yeah. still happen, you know, whether yeah. it's in this series or, or the next one. All right, let's hear. Uh, we're gonna hear Tomorrow Joe now. Two. We're gonna hear Joe on the three pointer now. Let's see how 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 much he wanted that to happen, and it happened according to plan. When those plays like that last Harden shot, when you are talking to the team about how you want to approach it in the huddle. How much are you telling them, like, we want to do it exactly this way versus, like, if you see something, go for it, you know, make No, I mean, I think in a situation like that, you just want to make the best play possible. Yeah. And so the guys, you know, we communicate that as a staff. The players communicate that. You um, just want to make the right play. <laughs> so, again, you want to make the best play possible, but you left a, a guy who had 39 points and was cooking you all night from three open instead of instead of a possibly forcing a tie by just allowing Embiid to go up and if he makes it he makes it and you got a chance to win or it goes to double OT again just a, an objective fail on the part of the Celtics and Sherrod and this is I we I haven't moved off the last thirty seconds of the game because I just can't wrap my mind around both leaving Harden doubling down on Embiid and leaving Harden open which was a, just a, a terrible decision by by Jalen and then. Um, call timeout, not call timeout, doesn't matter. What happened after it, when the Celtics were too slow to get a shot off, it's mm-hmm. literally the only thing you can't, both instances are literally the only thing you can't have happen, right? You can't, yeah. you can't give up a three and you can't not get a shot off late and both happen. So I, I, I can't move off of this right now because the rest of the game doesn't matter at this point. Yeah, it was a perfect storm for destruction if you're the Celtics. I mean, Embiid did exactly what he's supposed to do, which is draw attention. And James did exactly what he was supposed to do, which is knock down the contested shot. This was, listen, when you look at this game, it's an entirety. Philly deserved to win this game. They played better for longer. And the Celtics, they had an opportunity to steal this win because they played basically one really good quarter. Uh, And we know the deeper you get into the postseason, opportunities to knock teams out and beat them are fewer and far between. You have to take advantage of that. This was a game that the Celtics had a chance to steal. They didn't win this game. They had a chance to steal it. Absolutely. Because Philadelphia played a better game. And that's why I can't have that. I can't be mad about this because this is how, based on basically 36, 38, 40 minutes of play, this is is the outcome that should have been. Yeah, it's, I mean, I can't be mad about it. You're not wrong. And it's not a matter of that, but it's like, 
it's almost the reverse of how many Celtics games we had this year where they played like ass and then mm-hmm. we're going to light them up on the show and they end up winning and we're like, I guess we can't do that. And now it's the opposite. Was They got beat. They, the Celtics, I didn't think they didn't play hard. Sixers right. played better. Sixers made more of their open looks. Celtics couldn't make theirs. Their offense was disjointed. Uh-oh, I went down. Speaking of disjointed, like on cue. I went down. We're going back it's- to the FaceTime camera. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. That is poor. That is poor execution. Did you double tap? No, my uh, my webcam fell off the top of the. <laughs> so, yeah, so, John, that, that was a point execution. Place, though, that was guys, really honestly, at least I'm not dribbling all over myself this show. So that's a, that's an improvement over <laughs> last show. John's like, no more no more beverages during the show. Then. I can't. I'm so dry right now because I'm afraid to uh, drool all over <laughs> myself like I did last game. It was so embarrassing. I, I look back at the replay and I've just got state like water just blotches all over my shirt. But you weren't um, thirsty, though. I'm so thirsty yeah, right really. now. After this point, I got to run the, and get a drink. The Celtics are a little thirsty, too, right about now. Sherrod, you're not wrong, but it still hurts because it was it was theirs. They, it, they, it they, was. Had, they had it won, and they, and, they, and they didn't, you know? It was. And, and, and I think even at, the, at, at halftime when they were down by, I think it was nine, uh, you felt as if Philly had given them their best shot, and the Celtics weren't playing anywhere close to what they're accustomed to, and they're only down by nine. Uh, I mean, the fact that Tatum was like, I think, one for nine shooting at that point, you're not going to be in too many games when he's playing. And you had Jalen Brown with the foul trouble. So they had opportunities to claw their way back into it, and they did that. But they just they didn't get it done when it mattered most in those last critical seconds. And I think with the Embiid thing that you're talking about, I think a lot of that's just muscle memory. They're so accustomed to, to him getting the ball and doubling down. But to your point, John, that – particular point in the game was like Al Horford defense at an elite level. Uh, Al was doing a phenomenal job. Where's Bobby at? Uh, defending, <laughs> defending Joel for the most part down the stretch. And, and I, I I thought they were just going to let Al just go to work. And if he scored over Al, then he scored over Al. You could live with that. So I was a little bit surprised that they did the double team. And I think Joe probably gives them the flexibility and freedom to make that call on the fly. Uh, I'm not sure why Jalen made that decision because he really – not even in hindsight, but just in a very general sense, the way Harden was cooking, uh, you pretty stay at home at, at your guy at that point. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. Um, but the flip side is that they would have been down by 20, 25 points in the first half if it wasn't for Jalen. So, he, but obviously, he, I mean, he, it was a brain fart. I mean, I don't, I don't care how he wants to describe it. He, that was a mental lapse on his part, uh, leaving James Harden alone, even for a split second, particularly the way he had been playing tonight. You're right. Um, but, I'm not mad about them losing because they didn't play good enough to win for most of the game. This is this was supposed to happen. Yeah, man. I mean, like, that's what, you know, that was the biggest talking point between Bobby and I when we previewed this uh, this matchup yesterday. How can these guys maximize um, Embiid and James Harden in the, in the same game? And they did it. They pulled this off. And for the Celtics to, to respond the way they did after being down by 14, 15 points, was huge, you know. It, it seemed like it was in their, it was everything was in there was, was in their favor to come back and, and, and win this game. And you know, the crowd got back into it between Embiid making those big shots. But man, Al, you know, before you hopped on Sherrod, those stops at the rim on Embiid, man, yeah. it was almost like this crowd was just stunned. And that's the stuff that's capitalized off of, you know, or capitalized on dude, to, for them to go on that run down the stretch. But you know, when Joe Mazzulla is always going to to be that guy to make the decision and. Letting everyone figure things out, 
this is sort of what happens. You know, you're going to get the flip side of, of, of a bad outcome, and, and this is it, you know. And I don't see that changing, you know. I hope it does throughout the playoffs, especially, again, the emphasis is in overtime. You know, when guys are tired and they haven't been subbed out for over seven minutes and everyone's hovering around 40 minutes, you got to have that insight to say, okay, look, we need to regroup here. Quick timeout. It's it's even it's not even more about the play or drawing one up, but more about just getting everyone a giving everyone a breather. You know, Missoula's big on that stuff, right? About breathing and making the right decisions in those moments, and you know, making sure everyone has the right headspace. Well, he's got to do that for his guys as well. And I think calling a timeout in particular moments is a great way to 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 help your guys in those moments when they're when 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 it's, when it's tight, the game is tight, and they haven't had a breather in a while, and it's the same guys out there, you know? Yeah, yeah I think it's always a good idea when you can attack a defense that's not set. But here's the thing. The Celtics <laughs> walk the damn ball up all the time, so they're basically walking up against a lot of that defense to set. So if you're going to go against a set defense, you might as well get a damn timeout and right. call a play that you want to run against exactly. that set defense that you've already put yourself in position to go against. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's – when you start, you know, looking at who gets the biggest slice of the blame pie, there's so much to go around. You know, Joe, I, I thought he certainly was a factor. Tatum, I thought, you know, when he kicked it out to Marcus at the end of regulation, regulation I was kind of hoping he'd try to finish at the rim. I uh, was, but I liked that look, I'll be honest. A, yeah, I, I can't be mad I about thought that was a, a guy wide look, open. You know? It was a great look. I mean, it was as wide open a look as Smart had all game long. It was so a I, practice I, three. He had time to tee it up. You know? It was. It was. He yeah. was almost maybe too open. But the, the bottom line is this. They didn't handle their business. They had every opportunity to come in here. They had when they were up 105, 100 late in regulation. I'm thinking all they need is one legitimate stop uh, at this point. And it's a wrap. And they right. couldn't get it. They couldn't right. get it. So, um, yeah. So we're yeah. on to game five. Come back here for game six and finish one it point. One point game. Yeah. All coming back. You guys got to carry it for two seconds. I got to go. I got to go drink in private so I don't spill all over myself. <laughs> go, go get some water. You go, yeah. Get a breather in, John. Come on, I'm man. dry. I'm dry. Adam, yeah, all killing good. me. All good. So, but so I Joseph, I've got a drinking problem. This, man. Yeah. Get a breather in. Come so, on. Joseph, I'm, I'm, I'm curious though. What? what did <laughs> yeah, you time think? out for John. Yeah, time out for John. Um, <laughs> what did you think of just the way that they handled? dealing with Harden, uh, outside of the, obviously, the, you know, the play at the end there, but just in general, why, why do you think he was able to get off like he was in this game? Uh, the floater was big. I felt like, you know, I think the Celtics have done a good job in trying to, you know, not give him as much space as, as he did in, as he got in game one. You know, the drop coverage. I thought Rob Williams for, he made the most of his minutes and, and just trying to protect that pain and, and make it hard for him. But, mm-hmm. you know, he got the floater going. He started getting to the free throw line. And then little by little, I mean, some of those three-pointers, they were contested, man. It wasn't like he was getting wide-open looks, but he was still draining them, you know. He just – that step back was going, which it really – it was really eye-opening to me that he, we didn't see more of that in Game 3. Maybe it was because of the MVP ceremony with Joel Embiid. Just the way Joel Embiid was flowing off on offense you know, throughout the entire first half where he just felt like, you know what, maybe this is Embiid's night. But this game was different. Like, from the beginning, he took – he, he took charge. Like, he was like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start cooking too as well, while Embiid obviously was that playmaker around the free throw line, with like, like, like pretty much similar to what we saw in Game 3. But Harden was getting those looks. And all of a sudden, he has 18, 18 points by halftime. And that was huge. I mean, and for the Celtics to go on that mini run before the end of the first half um, to pull it to within nine, I thought was big, too, because they, they didn't go into the second half, you know, down by double digits. 
Yeah, yeah I, I think a lot of it was that. Harden just making tough plays. It really got him going, but also getting to the free throw line, you know, which which gets him going as well. Well, a lot of those hard plays that, that James was able to make came with Jalen Brown doing what you and I did for all game, and that's watch. Uh, they could not guard Jalen at all in the first four or five minutes of this game. When he picked up that second personal foul, that was an absolute game changer because his aggression defensively completely changed. Uh, I don't think most people realize that before this game, James Harden hadn't made a shot while being guarded by Jalen Brown since game one. Mm. Since game one. Yep. Uh, game two. I believe and it. So, so when you – oh, he was 0 for 7. So when you are dominating that matchup at that end of the floor against an elite scorer like James Harden, and all of a sudden you can't defend him, you can't be as aggressive against him, he's going to get cooking. Because, you know, Malcolm Brogdon had 19 points, but Malcolm got grilled regularly in this one. Mm -hmm. I mean, James had him on the on the, on the the barbecue rotation. Yeah, but Sherrod, like, <laughs> I got to say, though, because I was thinking about that, too. And, uh, I mean, Jalen got two quick fouls. How many did he finish with on the night? Like three or four. Three. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, once he got through the first half, um, and you're right. Brogdon had like seven. He got and called I, for five, but yeah. I tweet yeah. I tweeted it at halftime. I said second half could be big because since he didn't pick up that third foul, Jalen can go back to being Jalen. Get on Harden, bug him all day long, and then drive and be more aggressive going to the hoop. It just didn't happen because the Celtics' offensive mentality changed because they were trying so hard to get Tatum involved. Exactly. And right. so then it then the emphasis became getting Tatum going, and there you go, Jalen stuck back in the corner. So Tatum mm-hmm. Brown died so Tatum could live, but like. <laughs> You know, but like it's fine. Tatum played better, but you neutralized your best player in the series. Yeah, your yeah. best player in the playoffs, and a guy they have no answer for. No matter which bodies they throw at him, they absolutely have no answers. So yeah. I find that perplexing to me. It's like, and this is why it's like, forget getting Tatum going. Like, yeah, you can run a play or two where you know he's going to get an open look coming off of something, off ball or something, if he's struggling to get it going on his own. But otherwise, just freaking play. Just play, man. Like when you when when you're not worried about who's gotta have it and who's gotta get going, or you know, hunting matchups or getting the ball in a guy's hand. Their offense has been better with good ball movement, open threes. It they didn't have flow in the first half. Right. And if, if 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 Brown wasn't hot early, it could have been a twenty point game in the first quarter. Yeah. Uh, and really all the way through the half. And then they were it was a miracle they were only down nine. It was a really disjointed offensive effort. So. Just go back to what's working for you. I don't like that they involved Tatum and took Brown completely out of the game. But that was the problem, though. Those guys have been able to work this balancing act where, you know, one has it going for a stretch, the other one has it going for a stretch, and, and but they're always engaged and involved. And when Jalen picked up the two fouls, his aggression level went down a notch. When Tatum continued to struggle missing shot after shot after shot, his aggression level picked up significantly to start the, the, the second half. I don't think it was a coincidence that their first bucket was Tatum finishing at the rim. They were out of sorts all game long, and it, 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 they really didn't seem to kind of get back into some type of semblance of a flow until the fourth quarter when, you know, at that but at that point, James Harden has had 30-some-odd minutes to get cooking. Uh, Joel Embiid is, you know, he's doing what Joel does. And it was just – they just couldn't seal the deal because those two guys specifically were just in too good of a rhythm that they couldn't contain them when it mattered most. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, the whole thing was – yeah, it's it, – it, it, those are the th- those are the moments where you're kind of like something's not right, you know. When you see the two quick fouls early, um, yeah. you know it's like 
you know, that Tobias Harris literally tripped over his own feet and they called a foul on Jalen. Yeah. Jalen's coming this way. Harris is going that way. They weren't All even right. crossing each other. It was, right. They were going in different directions, and, and Harris fell over going that way into the key while Jalen was on the baseline. It didn't touch him, and then gets a second one on Embiid, which I think was uh, was good. But that stuff is so head-scratching, you know, when yeah. they give those fouls early, but it happened. Uh, back to the game, guys. And, again, so much focused on late. And let me see what I got here. Oh, I've got some Jalen stuff. Uh, we'll talk about Jalen a little bit. Um and um, Jalen's going to own up to uh, that Harden situation here, I believe. Um, so let me get JB on Harden and how things went down there uh, on the uh, on the uh, on the three pointer that Harden hit that ultimately ended up being the game winner. Just a bad read. Um, that's it. It's a gamble at the wrong time, and, and big shot by James Harden. But that's. That's my fault, you know. I take full accountability. Just a bad read. See, that's why. I, that's why I love Jalen. So Joe that's thought it was. Joe oh, thought man. it was good. Jalen, who was there, thought it was. He's bad. like, nah, nah, coach. Well, yeah. Jalen, no, Jalen knows that was a bad call. That was. Of course a bad he does. Joe part. doesn't. See, John, I see where you're going. I'm I mad. <laughs> I see where you're going. You weren't like, here for it. Did you hear it? I'm playing it again. This was Joe on the late game execution. Is there any regrets about the late game execution, either in regulation or overtime? Yet, you know, regulation too smart. The reason there's two free throws, so Tatum Brown didn't touch the ball. And in overtime, the, the last plays or anything you would change. No, it was great execution. Damn, he said that with conviction. Great execution. It was, it was great execution. That and just said, two scores, didn't get the ball in the most critical moment of the game. Yeah, Coach, yeah. And, maybe, right? maybe we didn't see the same game. And, right. you, could, and you couldn't get a shot off. Uh, in fairness, the Jalen Brown part was not included in the execution, but that is part of execution. Yeah. Executing your defensive game plan um, that you should know uh, and know not to gamble. And again, I mean, I, I mean, my goodness, Sherrod, like I coached when I was, you know, I coached kids when I was younger. Okay. Like, and you'd be like, you know, I, I coached when there was no three pointers at all. And you'd be Ooh, up three damn. points. You'd be up three points and you'd tell the kids, they're like 12 year olds. Yeah. Don't foul. You're up three. Right. They can't make, they can't win the game. Just right. hold your hands up in the air and no right. matter what, straight up and just let them score. There's not enough time for them to tie it. And what happens? Everybody goes up for a monster block. And I'm like, but that's 12-year-olds. Like, in this yeah. instance is, no matter what, do not leave, do not double, do not help. We will give right. up. If somebody gets beat, you give up the two. Do not foul. Give yeah. up clean twos, play them straight. Nothing else matters. If, yeah. if they don't know it on their own, it's your somebody job to needs tell to say them. Yeah. And if you no. didn't tell them, then no, you did not execute and you didn't do what you were supposed to do, which is mm -hmm. be screaming, no threes, no threes, no threes. Because then Jalen can't think to gamble because that right. thought's in his head now of like, yeah. yeah, obviously I can't gamble here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, like I said, there, there's a, a number of breakdowns both on that bench and on the floor. And I, I'm just glad that Jalen owned up to what he did. I mean, he, did. he made, and, and to his credit, the game wouldn't have been even remotely that close if he hadn't done some amazing things early in the game. So there's a balancing act there with that. Of course there um, is. But, it's but, just but, it's winning time. So that's always, it's it's always going to be magnified. Yeah. But, 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 but Johnny, we, we'd be, we've done this long enough to know that late game execution, as much as it's about the players, it's about the coaches putting the players in position. To... Did he freeze uh, or did I freeze? Oh, no, you're good. You're back. Okay. 
Yeah, but that's where things get a little bit sketchy with Joe as far as, like, is he doing the best job of putting guys in position to execute when it absolutely matters? Uh, and something as simple as, guys, you know, don't file three-point shooters. If they get it to Embiid, let them score. But that means we got time to, to either let it go to double overtime or win it. Uh, so, I, yeah, I mean, this was not one of Joe's shining moments. Yeah, but um, that's the thing, though, Sharon. Not I even close. I feel like he doesn't look at it. I don't think he look at it. He looks at it that way. He looks at it as what's going to put this well, team. He totally in- doesn't look at it that way. He doesn't. Right. I agree. But in the playoffs, you, you got to see things differently, especially when you're trying to unlock one of your best players. And in that particular moment where I feel like coaches, other coaches do things differently, whether it's Doc Rivers or whether it's, you know, guys that have that, that any other coach that has those high caliber scores, whereas he's always going to look at, What's the best shot? That's available opportunity I'm, for the in, team. In that I'm moment, sorry. though, yeah, I, I can't give it to him. I, I'm that's sorry. what I mean. You got to change things. John, go ahead, John. Me. I, no, just it's it, here's what kills me about it. There, there is merit to not calling a timeout. So another team might be frazzled, not set, not know what their game plan is because a coach hasn't had a chance to whisper in their ear. So mm-hmm. there is some merit to Joe just running it before the other Sixers can be told by Doc, hey, what are we doing here? What's our coverage? What do we not want to give up? Who are we? What are we? Whatever. Are we giving up switches? Are we not? So there's some merit to it. However, the Harden three is coming off of a timeout. So I'm sorry. Massive failure on Missoula's part. Massive failure to not set him up for success on both the last defensive possession and the offensive one. Knowing if they make it, we're just going to go. Also, if they make a three, which should have never been on the table, because the only thing you have to be telling him there is do not give up the three. If they go inside to Embiid, stand up. If he makes it, he makes it. If not, everybody crash. That's Mm -hmm. it. Get the friggin' ball. That's the whole ball game there. Anybody can tell you that. That's, again, 101 stuff. Yeah. Let them have it. Crash. Don't give up a second chance. Do not leave shooters open. The only thing we can't live with is a three. It's coming off a timeout. It's not like Philly ran the ball back off of a make, off of Tatum's right. make, and they weren't didn't know what to do, and Jalen just did that without thinking. The thought wasn't in his head because it wasn't put in his head. There's no way Joe said 30 seconds, 20 seconds earlier, don't give up a three, do not double Embiid, and he did it anyway. No chance. No chance. And then when he makes the three, was Joe counting on that happening and still wanted to run it back up the court? All of that is off. All of that is off. Yeah, there's there's a lot of just like, what the hell were you thinking in that moment type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, and again, I go back to the way out. What are you saying to them in the Joel. timeout? What what is he? What is Joe saying in that timeout before the Harden three? If not that, I don't get it. I don't either. I don't either because that that, that that's really the only message you need to say: defend, don't give up the three, and rebound. That's it. That's it. That's it. Don't There's foul. Don't give up the three. Else. Grab the board. Yeah, um, and the way that Al was defending Joel. I, it was even you would be more inclined to go single coverage and stay at home on your man because Al was doing and it, Al's best defense on Joel all night long was like the last five six minutes of the game. Isn't it amazing? It was, it was amazing. I mean, he went back to Al from you know circa two three years ago when he he pretty much owned Joel whenever they matched up each other. Uh, obviously, things are different now, but it, it's just the the more you you start to let this game kind of marinate, the the more it just feels like gosh. Coach Missoula, this was this was kind of your moment, uh, and you didn't meet it. No, you, did you didn't not. meet it. 
Did not. Um, last, let's hear from all parties involved. Marcus Smart here talking about the, the, the kind of last play and how they didn't get it off in time. What did it take so long to get that thing going? Uh, we were just trying to get the right guys in the right spot. Um, um, you know, we just went a little slower than expected. We wanted to go really fast. Um, they did a good job of, you know, um, getting their guys on the right people, making a play. You know, um, we just got to, you know, see what was going on, see the timing. We got to understand the timing management. All right, on to the next one. On to the next one. That's all you can do. On to the next one. That's all you can do. Well, look, again, to credit Great here, Marcus not throwing people under the bus because, again, it's Marcus is the only person who can flat out not have any role in that last play of the game. Look, man, I got the ball late. Like, what am I supposed to do? He did right. everything he could humanly have done, which is mm-hmm. get it and, and tee up a three that went in. He just didn't get it in time. So, I mean, mm-hmm. anything that he's going to say that's going to be critical there is obviously going to be pointed at, yeah, someone's got to get me the ball faster, or maybe we would have benefited from having a freaking clue what the hell we were doing. So, again, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. If that was the play Joe called up off a of miss, this is what I want you to do, then they executed poorly, and that's that. So it's hard to say. Hard yeah, to say. Yeah. This, this, this is um, like I said. They, you better hope if you're the Celtics that this doesn't come back and bite your ass, because um, you need to finish. You need to finish this now. Get Game Five and come back here and get Game Six and, and get ready to move on. It, uh, it's. Go- Sorry. Oh no, I'll get. Game sevens are crapshoots. I don't care whether you're home or away, uh, particularly when you are the team that's expected to move on sooner. So um, this is a good feel. Yeah, I'm watching it back again. I mean, so Marcus takes it up slow and he gives it to Tatum. Do you know where Tatum is standing when he starts moving with 4.7 seconds to go? Where? On the the back of the six. His heel is almost at half court. Mm -hmm. Okay. He's not even freaking close to getting going, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not even close. And again, Marcus could have gotten it up a little bit faster too, uh, but by the, he gets it and he just stands there, okay? I mean, Marcus jogs it up 15, 14. He crosses half court 13, 12, 11, 10. They're walking it up. They're not doing anything. So I take it mm-hmm. back. Marcus could have gotten it, but Tatum, Tatum doesn't flash Tatum doesn't right. flash at all. Tatum catches the ball. I'm, I'm on my screen here with 7.9 seconds facing the opposite basket. Okay? Turns around at 7.5 and stands there. Starts moving at 4.7. Okay? it's Nothing is going there. Dribbles, dribbles, dribbles. Kicks it under the basket and whips it all the way back out to the three-point line. What are you doing? It's, I don't like, know. it's, it's unbelievable. It's like tied or something. But even so, you still should have more of a more of a, more of a, 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 a Tatum didn't step, do man. it. Like, Tatum gotta... just stood there. I don't know. And also, I got to tell you, and I have to tell you something else, too. We talk Mm -hmm. about bad reads. Not only did Tatum drive at that point, he'd beaten one man off the dribble, and whoever was on Jalen helped off him, okay? And Jalen's in there in the corner, and that's a short pass. That is obviously at that point, if you're you're not going to shoot, once you you opt not to pass to Jalen, the the read is shoot, okay? 
So he blew the whole thing. Don't tell me the play was for Jalen to for Jason to go around a Marcus screen with four seconds left, get to under the basket, and then throw it out to Smart. Everything about that is bad execution. It's the timing of it, and it's either to, the the first read is there in the corner. If help comes, if not, you go up. The help came immediately to the corner. That's the obvious read there. And if you if you miss it, then you gotta shoot. Because it's game over. So you just you just dribbled out the clock. It, I mean, yeah. there's no yeah. chance from where he was getting it back out to Smart that that shot could get off. None. Yeah. None. It's it, one point. The ball leaves his hands at 1.1 seconds out to Marcus. Impossible. I mean, and he still almost got it off, which is amazing. Which is right. Amazing. That's true. But you knew as soon as he caught, as soon as he gathered himself, you knew it was like, too late. He doesn't have enough time for that. So everything about that was, in in fact, again, objectively, bad execution. There's no other way to say it. It took too long, and you didn't get a shot off, and you missed your you missed your first read and your second option, which should have been to go up with it, to kick it back out to someone who had no chance of succeeding. I mean, an epic, epic, obvious fail. So why are we pretending, you know, like I don't know. Like, like it could have went, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah no, they, I mean, they were fortunate that it even became a debatable topic when that shot went in, because it, it shouldn't have come to that. Um, <laughs> I just think in that situation, your best player, if he's going to the rim, finish, at, or at least attempt to finish. Okay. Uh, I, I, you're you're right. I mean, in Sherrod, in both cases, you wanted him to shoot it in the first OT. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Because I, the way that he was playing, the way that that Philly defense at that point in the game was, there's starting to be some some cracks that they were able to to exploit. It was a perfect time for him to do that. Um, but you know, this yeah. is a this is going to leave a bad taste in her mouth. If if by some reason Philly or by some act, if Philly's able to come back and win this series. There's going to be so much second. Everything is going to come back to this game. Yeah. Those and that. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. You, you started calm, Sherrod. I think you're going to be angry. I, I know I'm not good for people's blood pressure, uh, but you're going to get angrier as, as, as time I'm goes trying, on. I'm, sure. I'm, tr- I'm trying not to go there, John, but the, the, I can feel the, the, <laughs> The mar- the marinating of this game started kind of. <laughs> it's coming up. It's coming it, up. It is. Uh, one issue we talked about uh, early, and I still think it's very, uh, you know, a, a really big issue uh, from this game was, as we said, Tatum got going, but Brown was completely sacrificed at the altar of Tatum again. Mm-hmm. Um, and five shots in the second half, three in the fourth, zero in OT. And once again, here he is a passenger out in the corner. This is telling. Watch the whole thing of Jalen Brown here being asked about not getting a lot of shots. Because, again, just remind you, last game, he was asked about having a more involved role on the ball. He was basically like, thank freaking God, it's about time. I've been here for seven years. Like, yeah. give me the ball and let me cook a little bit instead of just sitting me in the corner. I don't do any good there. Then he right. spends the entire second half the day after he says that sitting in the corner not doing anything. So here's Brown when he was asked about the the shots, not getting, it, not getting that many in the second half. Jalen? Yeah, three shots in the fourth quarter, not in overtime. How do you become more active in the offense, especially down the stretch? Uh, I guess I got to demand the ball a little bit more. Um, I thought good things happened when I had it in my hands, but I thought the offense do, was 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 okay. I thought we we made we chipped away. We made big time shots. We got great looks all game long. Um, and 
We just came up short in the end. What, what needs to change about the way you get involved in the offense? Because you've been able to have a lot of success over your career in the offense. I don't, I'm not sure how to answer uh, the what needs to change. I'm not sure. I just think that we just need to continue to execute, uh, um, continue to emphasize, you know, what's working. And, you know, I think that will carry us over. I think we had great moments in this game. I think that we uh, had great looks offensively. Um, I think I can insert myself at times more into the game, you know, and But, uh, you know, uh, we just got to be ready for the next one. What the hell can I do? That's really what he's saying. Like, what, what the hell? What more can I do? The pauses say everything. An incredibly diplomatic answer and mm -hmm. really professional from Jalen yeah. saying, like, look, yeah, I didn't get shots, but look what we did in the second half. We came back. We did well. We did mm -hmm. well for ourselves. But he knows, like, like I, it happened again. Yeah, yeah, it happened. The pauses yeah. to all of those say say everything. He's trying very hard not to say, like, I don't know, man. I, you tell me what happened, but he didn't. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. I think he's trying very hard to say did. I don't think he wants to point blame, but I think he's trying to figure it out himself. So he doesn't want to go out and say, well, I wasn't getting the balls much or I didn't get anything that sounds to that, you know, anything close to that, it's going to come off as it's not going to sit well in the morning, right? So, yeah, I, I can see the, that, that that's why that was that hesitation out of Jalen where he doesn't want to go out and say something, but he's probably confused himself as to why, why does this happen, you know? But then again, the Celtics did almost pull it off without him being in the mix as much. So he's going to be hesitant as to not sound like he's whining about it. Let me ask you guys this. In addition to, let's just say if you did call a timeout, one thing you can do, and I want, I want to pull this up one more time, uh, your personnel on the floor at that point, again, is, is as Joe Sway mentioned, he forgot to put Brogdon in the game. And I don't know that Joe remembered Brogdon wasn't in the game. I really yeah, don't. Yeah, he forgot about him. I, I really don't. I think when he, when he chose not to call a timeout, he was so shocked after that three he just let it roll, and I don't think he realized the personnel he had on the floor. Are you telling me Marcus Smart should have been on the floor there? Um, what Should you not have done maybe a Brogdon Hauser, Brown, Tatum, Horford um, sort of uh, yeah. situation? You didn't need a three, but the spacing matters because yeah. you can't leave yeah. people you can't leave people open at that point. Okay, <laughs> not that you can't you know with that lineup, but you did leave a worse shooter out there in place of a better one and thus creating more problems and more spacing. So yeah. again, but I you know what helps with that John real quick. Um, call and timeout. Just that's what I mean. Well, that's what I mean. that's yeah. the benefit of and, the timeout. Cause and, I think yeah. he forgot it. And, and I think, think he didn't know just way. I right. think you're hundred percent right. I don't think right. he knew. Yeah. And the thing about at that particular about point, right. And at that particular point in the game, uh, because they walked the ball up so damn much, you know, if you call a timeout, you're still going to see the same kind of defense that you would see if you didn't call a timeout. Exactly. At least, at least There's no benefit in not calling you, it. Right. You There's have no the ability to to change the personnel up, to call the play that you want. And to be honest, when you have that many shooters out there, we all know what typically happens. They create space for your best scores because they have to respect those other perimeter threats out there. Uh, and, and so, again, this – the more I think about this game and just all the things that went down, it's hard not to look at Joe Mazzulla sideways and think like, damn, bro, you missed the moment this one. You, 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 this could have been your, like, game, and yeah. you missed it. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like Brogdon, just the way his shoulders were slumped, I mean, obviously he was upset because of the foul, picking up his fifth, but on the way to the bench, it was almost, almost as if he knew. He was like, you're going to forget about me, aren't you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm done. This is it. This is my, this is my day. Let me get my warm-up on. Well, my game's done. Right. You might as well. 
Might yeah. as well put the ice pack or whatever he does after the you know, post game. Yeah. Like, what time is the flight goes. leaving? Okay. Think about right. think about Josue how counter counterintuitive it is to remove a player with five fouls in overtime in the first place and not bring them back. Right. The only reason to remove someone with five fouls is if you absolutely to preserve them to preserve right. them for that or moment you, in the game. Otherwise, defense with them. Otherwise, just let them play. Right. And yeah. and then let them foul let them out. Foul out. Right. And that's fine. There's no reason to. So the only reason to pull him at that point is to preserve him. And he, I, I really, I do agree. I think he forgot. Yeah. Uh, let's bring in Bobby. And again, I know uh, Bobby probably was in on some of the press conferences. Yeah, Bobby, yeah. What was we, the vibe in there, Bobby? Especially that Jalen person. Bobby, we just played Jalen talking about both not getting the ball, um, his bad read on Harden. Uh, we also heard from Marcus in the locker room talking about uh, and the question that you had asked there about what happened there late. Um we have not heard from Tatum. Do we expect to? Yeah, we just heard from him and oh, yeah. okay. followed up, of course, on Jalen's comments there about demanding the ball more. Asked you know, what he what he's seeing in the offense that isn't allowing that to happen, and any conversations they've had about that in particular. And you know, he said they do talk through these things. Um, every game's different, so he didn't really elaborate on why this happens sometimes. Or maybe I should ask just about tonight, but it's a similar answer he gave after game one uh, to that 10-shot game for Brown in that spot. And, you know, we'll, we'll go back and watch this game. I can't really think off the top of my head specifically why he got so lost again tonight. Because they started the comment... running the offense through Tatum again. They started yeah. running it through Tatum, bringing him up high, giving the ball, giving him the ball, you know, uh, and letting him go. And, and Jalen got relegated to exactly what he doesn't like doing, which is getting stuck in the corner. So it's, it's interesting because I did pull out those numbers, you know, a couple of years ago. John, and that's we why I was saying, I want you to go at... play count the passes after yeah. this. I want you to go watch the tape and count the passes. I don't think there were many between Tatum and Brown. Right. And I don't think I can isolate those for tonight yet. No. But over all these playoffs, the passing's up. And I think, you know, 10 a game to Brown from Tatum's probably just about the most he's ever thrown to Brown per game, these playoffs. During the year, it was 6.3. So it's way up over that. The shots it creates aren't way up, 3.3 from 2.7. But, you know, Brown is shooting 50% off, 57% off those. So, yeah, we'll get the numbers from tonight. Maybe tonight was just a bad disconnected night between those two. But something in this offense is not right when he's lost and Smart and Horford get the ball in crunch time as much as they do. Again, you're throwing to where it's open, but this is the same conversation we had off the top of the show, John, is defenses are funneling the ball in certain directions. You're picking your poison in those spots. I'm sure Doc talked about that after the game too, and this is just another example, I think, of Doc, who gets a lot of crap doing something smart here in terms of where the ball got sent late in this game out of Tatum's hands. Uh, Tatum's still not the highest level shot creator imaginable. He's come a long way. He'll have these big passing games. He's great at those driving kicks. And again, I love the pass to Smart in that spot. Tough one with crowd in the paint. Smart gets a pretty good look there, but Tatum did admit it took him too long to go. He dribbled one or two too many times to get to the rim and waited probably a second too long to get going in the first place. So he did take responsibility for that. Yeah. Yeah, fair. I mean, 
obviously though i mean <laughs> yeah. we i mean you ran out of time of course yeah. you took too much time i mean that's that's understandable the question is why why did they think they had all the time in the world you you almost watched the 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 level of urgency they had with that last possession you would have thought they thought the game was tied and i do wonder if everybody on the floor absolutely knew that they were down one at that time um because it didn't feel like it it felt like a no urgency sort of uh situation like you can't not get a shot off i mean um it's it, it really is it and really your is favorite li- your favorite line john the intent we didn't play intense enough in the first half I, a playoff game again where, where the intensity just isn't there in the first half why yeah. I, I, I don't know we said it, i mean Josue and i were, were worried this might have been one of those coasting sort of games i didn't think they coasted i just don't think they played with the same level Two and three is as locked in as they've been, right? Wouldn't you say? In, in, yeah. ev- in all season, two and three was a oh yeah, especially two locked yeah. in performances two ways. Two, they ripped it open and hit every single shot, which was great. But three, they weren't. It wasn't going great for them, and they stayed with it and stayed with it and stayed with it and kept playing defense and kept grinding and never gave up and and ended up grinding Philly down uh, in what was a hard fought win. This wasn't like that in the first half as much. I think they were, you know. And again, Sherrod made an excellent point. the 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 two fou- the two fouls on Brown allowed Harden to get going. You wonder what would have happened if he could have stayed on him and stayed with him, and if he would have checked him out you know if Harden would have checked out the same way he did in two and three if Jalen was making his life easier Bobby you tweeted it though they were setting much much better screens the Celtics could not fight through them as well as they were in games two and three uh they were getting walled off a little bit and Harden did get some choice matchups off of it yeah Jalen said it was about the timing of them they came earlier and I'm sure higher uh, and sent the Celtics higher up and I think the difference for Harden and Bede especially is the Sixers got deeper in the paint off those looks and Bede's catching the ball at the rim it's over there's he's either making it or missing it and grabbing his own miss and putting it back in uh, so he was amazing in this game and this is another concern Sherrod I have about this series I still don't think the Celtics are going to lose it uh, but Embiid is pretty close to 100% right now by the look of it to me miraculously I don't know how that happened but he's playing at a high level out there. Harden, finding pockets to get comfortable. And even their role guys getting involved in certain ways. That big putback was huge for Tucker, who I think has struggled for a lot of this series. Uh, it's obviously a series now, Sherrard, at 2-2. That goes without saying. But I think for the first time, the Celtics are in a position where they could lose this series. And that wasn't even comprehensible for me coming into it calling a sweep. Yeah, but Bobby, would you say Embiid is 100% or is he just like riding on fumes and just he looks it to me? Point? He doesn't look physically limited. This, this looks like does he look physically limited at all? He doesn't at all to me. I mean, it's not that he looks looks limited, but you're wondering when is that knee gonna give out or he's gonna start really feeling that pain because like the difference between a week ago and now is just like, man, how is that even possible? You know, like I'm 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 gonna say it hasn't happened yet. What's up? It hasn't happened yet, so if it does, it does. But I'm saying right now, he he's back. He he is Embiid again. Yeah, yeah but you still have to attack him. Uh, you still yeah. have to figure out ways to either suck him in defensively and find guys open, but you can't just let him rest defensively, uh, patrol the paint. You've got to make him pay if he's not going to come out and guard you. Uh, and John, uh, oh, sorry, no pressure on. Well, I, I was going to throw out because I finally got the number up here. Crunch time. They are now minus 
9.5 per 100 in crunch time this postseason. Three and four in games that go to crunch time. This is like 2021 stuff again we're talking about in terms of the execution and the pace and collapses at times. Of course, tonight was a comeback compared to a collapse. So I think you feel better coming out of it than you would if they were up and lost this one. They came back and lost this one. And that was the sentiment around a lot of the team post-game. Is we played terrible in the first half, but we still put ourselves in position to win this game. That's how the Celtics were looking at it. But whether you're coming back or collapsing in crunch time, this team continues to struggle to execute in those spots. And if we throw it back to the regular season, I, I didn't think it was this bad during the year. And I'm about to see it right now. Um, where Boston ranked, they were plus 4.6 during the regular season in crunch time. Went 24 and 13 in games decided by that. So what's what's changing now? It was, you know, game five against Atlanta, game one of this series. Why, why are they struggling so much in these situations? The clutch. Again, yeah. so let's make it let's make it as simple as possible, right? And I, everyone might have an opinion, but this is where you separate yourself. If Tatum and Brown are gonna be the guys. This is where you have to be the guys. You come up here and you make the winning plays and you don't rely on Marcus Smarts to do it and you don't make negative plays yourself. So again, I don't know how else to look at it other than at the end of the game, your your two best players, one of them, boneheaded double uh, and, and allowed the shooter open. And then the other guy doesn't get the offense going early enough. Those are your two stars. Your two stars can't do stuff late in games. And they're the ones who you're going to be counting on. That's what's going to happen. That's the reason why though. You want to go low hanging fruit and talk about Missoula, Missoula, Missoula. Yeah. Missoula's, I mean, not doing everything right. He, you call a timeout, you do things differently. You have them prepared, but what are we doing with these guys? They're in year seven and six and, you know, respectively, like it, it, it's, you have enough reps and high levels in important games to not crap all over yourself late in the game. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. You can't be the best player. Stop talking to me about all NBA. If you're going to friggin' do stuff like that, you know, like stop talking to me about MVP. If you can't friggin' get the ball out of your hands in time to get a shot off in the playoffs. It, that's not how it works. You just don't do that. It's up to those guys. So I'm always going to go back to the players. I'm going to go back to the stars. It's baked into their DNA. We have the same core here for the last several years and they're the ones who always have the ball in their hands that's smart brown and tatum and if you have late game problems it's on those three they, and i don't know why we keep waiting for it to get better because when you're 10 12 like when is it going to get better i'm not sure it's supposed to be this postseason right for two games but this is what's frustrating you talk specifically about late game execution and meltdowns it's always those guys it's always one of those guys in those situations yeah. and and over the years we keep going back to coach 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 we killed brad we killed Eme, and now you kill joe and again i'm not siding with stuff, some of the stuff joe did tonight but i'm always going to look at those guys and say that they're the ones with the ball they're the ones who make the decisions and make the plays late so make them yeah you but know? those are the guys that are also never going to point to their coach and say well you know we we didn't get the time out or we didn't, you know what i mean like I'm so done with the coach stuff. Uh, give yeah. me a break. What do you mean? It's meaning blaming the coach. Yeah. Oh. I mean, J- Tatum just said it. They didn't call a timeout against Brooklyn last year, and it was a great play. You know, like, letting them oh, play. Game one? 
or time out. It's almost like a coin toss, yeah. yeah. And they've decided that they're going to take the side of the coin to run and not allow the defense to get set. There's upsides and downsides to each. They could have run a much better play faster there, and it's on the players in that spot to call it if that's what they're going to do. You're going to second guess it if it doesn't work. I think they made the right decision there to go, you know, like after thinking about it, because you don't want Doc to sub defense. Do you think guys. you had the you right offensive personnel, set. Bobby? I will say that. Fair, but you're going to sub both ways, right? So you have Tatum and Brown out there, um, Smart's out there, and they had put White in there at that point because Brogdon had the five fouls, yeah. right? right. Uh, so that's the sub you would have made. Right, but Bobby, if Missoula doesn't make that call, though, they're not going to do it, even if they want to. But how many times have they called timeout and they've run something stupid, you know? <laughs> I, and that's – I'm with you, Bobby. I was just playing devil's advocate in the last one. I think it's yeah. a player. Sherrod, again, why do you think – Bobby points out the numbers. Why do you think we keep having these issues? We keep having these issues because this team doesn't embrace the fact that there's paths that can be easier on them in the long run versus we're just going to do whatever the hell we feel like doing in that moment. Uh, and, and, and Bobby, I, I understand what you're saying about the coach, and, and, and I don't believe he is the sole reason, but I do believe that he has glitches where he doesn't have a pulse for what he should be doing. Yeah. Um, and to your point about the substitutions that, that, that Philly could have made, here's the thing, though. In this particular game, at that particular juncture of the game, the Celtics' offense was outperforming Philly's defense. And even if Doc made some some substitutions, I still think you would have been better off having Malcolm. Yeah, I agree. I missed Malcolm in that in that moment for sure. But there was no way he could get back in. You know, actually, no. I got a text from uh, I don't know if it's true or not, but I got a text from a uh, uh, co-host from College G Podcast, Joel Pabone. He says uh, Doris Burke mentioned during the broadcast that. Brogdon tried to get in uh, before that second. He did. Uh, he came to the top. table and he went back. But he had his warm up on because he didn't expect to get to get that call. So when he when he realized last second, he tried to get back in. He didn't have enough time. So again, this is this is because he's that's used to good. It. That's good execution right there. Try to sub in without enough time for a guy to get his warm up off. You know, good execution late game. Yeah, right yeah. He could play my games with for, for Philly and for Brogdon because he wanted to get back in there. I'm sure he did. Jeez. But I just again, this just this just felt like a game where they needed a little extra something from the sideline to get over the hump. That's all I'm saying, and they didn't get it. I think I go back to early, Sherrod, because again, we're always going to highlight crunch time. The first half was a disaster, going down 16, what 0 for 7 or 0 for 8. That's where you needed something from the sideline to get him going and get him involved. And this actually didn't end up becoming a sulky Tatum game. I uh, grabbed 18 rebounds and the amount all. of assists and four blocks. He stayed engaged. And there was one yeah. point where it looked and Horford grabbed him and he ended up settling down. Uh, Harden bumped him on the drive right after that. And he didn't complain after that. So he did keep his head in the yeah. game in general, though. Mm-hmm. I would like to see the Celtics drop something to get him an easy basket during a horrible start like that. Uh, T- Brown was great. They were getting him quality looks early, but Tatum's lost. And then the second half, Brown to get lost and Tatum would be at the center doing a lot of stuff. Even though the numbers and I, I'm looking at them look good in terms of how those two are connecting right now, it didn't look that way tonight. I think there's just got to be something structurally that changes to allow those two to have more balance and have it not be my turn, your turn on the success scale. Because yes, the shots are fairly even. The passing between them, between them is fairly even, but the success they're riding and how they feel they're involved in these moments, at least from Brown's perspective, um, is not where it needs to be. I mean, this is twice now this series. Brown's like, I got to be more involved. I need more shots. I need more ball time. 
And for him to be saying that publicly, I mean, that's definitely something, Sherrod, you're talking about behind the scenes if you're them. But Brown's going public with it. So As there's obviously should. something he feels isn't getting across privately. Well, you can't lobby for all NBA anymore because the votes are in. So you got to just lobby like free Jalen, you know, like, you know, get Jalen the ball. Um, but it's, I mean, he's not wrong at this point. No. It's about, it's about winning. He's not wrong at all. And someone, a commenter made a fair point here. Like we're going all in on him when they had a really, 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 really good comeback from 15 points down, never gave up, never let it get in their heads. Philly could have been up by 20 something. Yeah, I don't hate point. this game. I so don't hate the game it. itself was fine, but you're just so stuck on the the last three things that happened or didn't happen with the hardened three, the no timeout and the execution on the last play. It's so hard to focus on anything else. They, they played a crap game. They couldn't get started. They couldn't hit shots. They couldn't get out of their way offensively. Your best player couldn't hit a shot for an entire half. And they ripped back from 15, 16 down to take a five point lead and should have put this game away. So it's just hard to not focus on the blown part instead of the comeback, which was good. I mean, they, they showed heart in the game, uh, and they battled. And this could have been an epic Philly meltdown, and their post-game show would have been this post-game show, talking about how they pissed one away. And so, you know, it's it's not fair. It just is what it is because it's a missed opportunity. And at this point, there's no moral victories. Wins wins are the only thing that matters. And, and, and you had it right there, and you, and you let it go. Yeah. What we're seeing is this series is more even than – I at least saw it. I don't know what you guys expected going in. But it's not, though. And going in, Bobby, Bobby, the, they, they flashed a graphic in the first half. The, Celt- the Sixers had led for like eight minutes all series or something. Like it, It's it been isn't. tight, though. It's been tight. I don't know. I, I, I think I think Philly's doing everything possible to stay alive in games. And the Celtics, when they're right, when they're when when they put their foot down, they, they, they just shoot past them. So I, I I'm not saying it's non-competitive. Puncher's chance at this point, as you said, you know, two two anything can happen. But you know, even not playing great games and even Philly having a couple of epic games and guys go off, um, they're squeaking out wins in games one and four. So I, I just I still think the Celtics, if you went minute by minute and looked at the totality of the series, are controlling play. But, you know. Yeah, mildly, I think. You know, the game two and the second half of game three where they exploded from three, that's the real advantage they have. And that is one decisive one that I think is the difference in the series right now that's going to help the Celtics win is they're shooting. And their comfort shooting a ton of threes is so much higher than Philadelphia's for obvious reasons. We're going to let Sherrod go because he's got other responsibilities. Any final thoughts, Sherrod, before you you bail? And we're going to wrap up the show in a minute anyway no I, I i look bottom line is they got to handle their business they, they've got to get more from tatum brown and especially the damn coach bobby um he was part of the issue tonight and i don't think there's any way to get around that he's just, he's got to be better particularly in those late game moments yeah guys uh final thoughts here as we look ahead to game five and again you know you can't ask joe about adjustments without getting a snide answer but like what if <laughs> no, anything, for real <laughs> jeez <laughs> what if anything changes for game five uh, Killer Instinct, I'm going to just go with that one uh, out of either one, whether it's Tatum or Brown. I feel like Tatum just w- was almost on the verge of that, but obviously it was delayed through that first half slump. But I, again, I don't know if I said this, if, I, if I've already said this, but when he's trying to get out of that slump and he's doing it, you know, his approach is to get to the free throw line and get to the rim. Like, I love that. That's going to go a long way against this team, especially in this series. And I'd be surprised if we get another one of those um, – first half or second half slumps out of out of Tatum the rest of the way but when I say killer instinct man, I want him to really go for the go for the jugular you know second half Tatum 
um, just just go into takeover mode. And I think that that should be enough, especially with the way uh, Jalen's been uh, playing on both ends of the floor. I think that that carries over into game five. I'm not I'm not too concerned about Jalen. Um, I know he sort of disappeared here in the fourth quarter, but overall, I don't think we'll, we'll see him do that again in game five. But um, yeah, killer instinct out of Tatum for sure, especially in game five and in the second or excuse me. Oh, well, yeah. In game five and in the second half, you know, at TD Garden, I, I, I think we're going to see something like that. Yeah, I don't think much changes. You know what you need to do here in terms of guarding that hard and, and be pick and roll. They'll definitely tinker with that, I think, to get guys in better spots and figure out where the help's coming from and when. Uh, it's concerning that those doubles came because that, Tatum said they, they didn't want to give up threes there. They didn't want to give up fouls. So that's got to change. Lineups, rotations, all that, yeah, that's going to tighten up as the series goes on, I think. Those, those bench minutes – those swung toward Philly, I felt like, in this one. Rob was good, but the moments he passed up shots inside were killers. Rob was not good. Rob had a, had a Defensively, pre- he was good. Rob had a decent a second mess. stint. His head was all over the place in the first uh, first thing. And, and Grant, too, yeah. And George Niang getting going for Philly. Three for six from three in this one. That's what he does. You leave him open, he's going to hit some threes. So, you know. Philly hit the shots, man. Philly should have won this game. Philly should have won it going away. Props to the Celtics for coming back. What stinks about this is not just, you know, you have a chance to wrap it up at home and get this thing done and then just advance and wait for your opponent. Uh, As you said, Bobby, obviously now at 2-2, it's clearly obviously a series. You could have taken, you uh, you know, control of the series itself. But it also would have been one of the better, more galvanizing team wins um, that they've had all season coming back in that fashion. Really would have been an amazing game to be able to pull out. And they they robbed themselves of that feeling of like doing what they did, which was clawing back, staying with it, not playing their best game, and then winning in a hostile environment and taking control of the series and almost punching, essentially punching their tickets to the conference finals. So a great moment was there, and it turned into – Questions, answers, anger, you know, and all of that stuff. Blame Joe, fire Joe, uh, and a round of, you know, uh, you know, kind of, you know, doubts now heading into the rest of the series. So um, that that the you can rationalize it by saying they probably never should have won, but man, what a great win that should have been, and they just their feeling and that if vibe. We're stack, if we're stacking the vibe it up, coming off of that is is so different. If we're yeah. stacking it up, you knew you'd lose one in Philly in all probability. No, you didn't. I thought that, you know, no, you didn't. Once you won game three, you had a real good chance here to take this one down, you know? I just think generally when you look at a series, you think you're going to lose one of those three forwards on the road. The killers won, looking back on it. That's the one where you look and say, sure. that's why it's 1-2-2 two, two right now, rather. <laughs> No doubt about it, but we're going to wrap it again. Thank you guys for hanging out. We're back on Tuesday. Uh, The entire gang will be down at the Garden for the most part, uh, taking in the game. Uh, And now there is automatically a game six in Philly, and they're doing it every other day. So it is a Thursday game, right? Thursday, so... We're, yeah, we're back. Yeah. We're back. There'll be more content um, on all, all of our channels that you can check out. Um, of course, our Celtics YouTube channel, if you haven't already um subscribed to that and let me find it celtics all access head over there uh exclusive celtics video content at celtics all access on youtube you can also check out the audio version of this podcast which will probably be posted in a couple hours as well or for your overnight uh drive if you want uh you know you have it overnight and have it for your morning drive going to work monday if you want to rage with us i can tell you the the beginning is very angry and then it gets medium 
and then it gets angry again, and then we kind of calm down, and now we're 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 mellow again. And classic, as all, classic overtime loss vibes, you know. Classic overtime loss vibes. And as always, the show is brought to you by FanDuel. Uh, take advantage of one thousand bonus bucks in no sweat first bet when you lay your first wager again a no sweat first bet up to 1000 in bonus bets uh just go to fanduel.com slash boston once again celtics lose a very winnable game in overtime they had it in their in their in their grasp it gets away um much more coverage as we said on all of our platforms including check out bobby manning's written work at sealingusmedia.com guys thank you guys New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. This of the Garden Report is also brought to you by Athletic Greens. Visit athleticgreens.com garden for a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase.